What's up, everybody? This is Bobby Moynihan. I play Orca on Star Wars Resistance, and you're listening to Radio Dakar. Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to this emergency broadcast of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and this episode is going to be all about... uh, Everything that happened at the Disney Investor Day event uh, on December 10th, Uh, all the Disney properties were represented. Uh, Marvel, Pixar, uh, Hulu, everything. But we're here to talk about Lucasfilm and what was announced for Star Wars, and it was a bombshell. Um. I mean, they started out the the presentation saying that there would be 10 Star Wars series in the near future on Disney Plus at one point or another. And there, you know, I've talked about some of them on the show before that we've had rumors and uh, slight confirmations of different different projects, um, but they laid it out and also they blew everyone away with the announcement of the next movie. Um, I'm just going to run through the information we have and do a little bit of opinion and speculation on it. I'll try to keep the episode short, maybe 15 minutes, but there's a lot to go through because holy crap, uh, did they just nail us with everything? I mean, this is the biggest news dump they've had since the Disney plus launch. Um, presentation back uh what august of last of 2019 you know that was when you know of course the mandalorian was coming and then they announced cassie and andor series and the and unveiled ewan mcgregor returning as obi-wan that's all we had up until now uh so let's let's just get into it because there's a lot to go over okay so the big news I think for most people is that the next movie, the one that's coming out Christmas, 2023 is rogue squadron and directed by Patty Jenkins. And this came out of nowhere. Um, I'm I'm, what it's next in the list, but you know, we already knew that Taika Waititi is uh, co-writing and directing a film. I mean, I assumed that was the next one. Uh, I know he has Thor love and thunder to do. So, well, with what we found out is he's probably the 2025 movie because uh, they're going to go back to doing every couple of years. And they, they confirmed that, well, I'll, I'll just get his out of the way uh, since they mentioned it. Uh, they confirmed that, you know, he's still developing his. He is co-writing it, and I didn't write down her name. Uh, I'm going to look it up because I felt bad. I didn't know her name the other day. Um, but she is, was one of the writers on 1917, and I this episode's gonna be really off the cuff since I'm just gathering information. 
Christy Wilson Cairns um, co-wrote uh, 1917, the World War One movie. So she's co-writing it with Taika. He's directing. All they said was uh, his approach to Star Wars will be fresh, unexpected, and unique. His enormous talent and sense of humor will ensure that audiences are in, in for an unforgettable ride. I've gushed about Taika Waititi on multiple episodes before. I won't do it here. Needless to say, I love Thor Ragnarok. I love what we do in the shadows. Cannot wait for this movie. Whatever he brings. Kathleen Kennedy did this presentation for Lucasfilm. I thought uh, she mentioned like this is set in the future, like ahead of the, the Skywalker saga timeline. I may have misheard that, but we don't have any exact concrete information on the movie. So they mentioned that. And I was kind of surprised they didn't reveal a title or anything for his movie. But that's because the next one is Rogue Squadron. And they announced Patty Jenkins first, and before they revealed what the movie was. And that's awesome. Um, I mean, she's the director of the Wonder Woman movies. Um, I liked the first one. Um, I have problems with the ending of the movie. But, like, the No Man's Land scene is classic, and... I absolutely love this, the beach uh, battle between the Amazons and the, and the, the Germans. <clears throat> and uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is getting outstanding reviews. It comes out in 15 days from, from now. Uh, I'm sure she will do a great job. Uh, she's a, a, an amazing director. Um and she's the first female director of a Star Wars feature film. Uh, Vic Mahoney was second director on Rise of Skywalker. Um, then, of course, we've had oh Bryce Dallas Howard and Deborah Chow on The Mandalorian. So they they were the first to do TV. So they've been working their way into diversity behind the camera for the movies and. Patty Jenkins is it. She's the first female director. Uh, so congratulations to her. And I mean, we know what Rogue Squadron is from you know, the old, uh, the games and the books. You know, they were in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, they've been touched on just a little bit in the new canon. Um, like, it's in the comic books that they, yes, indeed, named the squadron after Rogue One. And they were featured in um, uh, the recent uh, Certain Point of View, Empire Strikes Back, uh, short story collection. But, um, you know, we don't know exactly, like, when this takes place. Uh, is Rogue Squadron an ongoing thing to where it's in the New Republic era, or does it go past um, the Rise of Skywalker? We don't know that yet. Um, but almost immediately after they announced this, Patty Jenkins tweeted out a video she um, she made to introduce herself and as the director. Um, it's, on, it's on her Twitter. Uh, it's Patty, at Patty Jenks. Um, I retweeted it for my Radio Dakar account. Uh, please give it a, a watch because it looks really cool. Um, and she talks about her. Her father was a fighter pilot. And um, 
uh, pass away in service. Uh, so this is something that's very personal to her to uh, do this sort of content and for it to be in Star Wars. Um, I'm sure she's going to do a great job. It's almost like I haven't seen it yet, but you know George Lucas did uh, Red Tales about the Tuskegee Airmen, and he's always had an interest in you know combat fighting and uh, dog fighting and planes and all that. So for there to be actually be, be a Rogue Squadron movie makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, this is going to be awesome. Cannot wait. So we're, we're three years out from that, and that was it for the movie news. Uh, so I'm just going to run through it. Uh, so, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi was announced as the title for, um, they called it a special event series. Um, you know, from what we're hearing, it may be only four to six episodes. It, you know, it sounds like if they were going to do it, a, a Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, like a, you know, kind of like solo Star Wars story, that sort of thing. It sounds like they've adapted that to where it's about the same length as it would have been, but they're just doing it as a TV series, which is fine. They can do whatever they want. But Ewan McGregor's back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. It takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Deborah Chow, uh, again, who worked on The Mandalorian, is doing the entire series. <clears throat> and the big news here was that they confirmed that Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader. Um, and let's see, I'm reading from starwars.com. Um, it looks like, yeah, they said, he, they, they kept saying he, he will be returning as Darth Vader and they're implying that there will be a rematch or a, a battle between the two, which you know, if you listen to the dialogue in A New Hope, it's not completely unreasonable that that happened, that they had an encounter in those 19 years between the movies. Um, but you, you wonder if they emphasize that he's Hayden's playing Darth Vader so as not to make you think that there's going to be like flashbacks when they were uh, served together in the Cold Wars or that sort of thing. Um, but yes... I mean, we, we already knew about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Cannot wait to see you and come back to play that role. He's excited. Okay, so the first thing they did, you know, they talked about The Mandalorian. And then they announced there are two spinoffs. One being Ahsoka. The other being Rangers of the New Republic. And this is the one I geeked out for because it, I kind of wondered if they were setting that up um, with what is going on in season two, um, it's not really a spoiler, so I'll, I'll talk about it in case you haven't watched um, the Mandalorian or caught up with it. So, I, I, of course, Ahsoka, um, which Rosario Dawson coming back to play her after having appeared in uh, chapter thirteen. I talked about. The situation on my chapter 13 review. Um, I don't like that Rosario Dawson is playing the role, both for what has been going on in real life and I just didn't think she was good for the role. 
so I, I can't say I'm super excited about this series. Um, but they said it's going to take place in the timeline of the Mandalorian. Whether or not it's the Search for Ezra series, I don't know. I hope they, I hope they do the Search for Ezra justice, and it's not just shoehorned into an Ahsoka series. Um, we'll have to see. They did not announce a Rebels sequel or anything like that, so we, we'll have to wait and see on that. Um. Yeah, so Dave Filoni's writing the Ahsoka story, um, the series, uh, makes sense, of course. Uh, so we'll see about that one. But Rangers of the New Republic, also set in the timeline. Um, and all they said was that it will intersect with future stories and culminate into a climactic story event. So, I mean, there's going to be interplay between Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and Rangers, which is cool. Um you know, kind of do that connective universe. My thought is it's got to be a spinoff involving like the new Republic pilots we've seen. Maybe not Trapper Wolf because that's Dave Filoni. You know, he's just making an appearance. But Carson Tiva played by Paul Sun Young. Crap. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? I don't want to hack his name. I feel bad. Um... I just retweeted him a minute ago. Paul Sung Young Lee, um, who plays uh, Carson Tiva, um, the New Republic pilot who talked to Cara Dune. And, you know, he's been investigating, like, what's going on in the Outer Rim. And um, you know, just watching that scene, you're like, there's, you know, that would be a great side story to examine so hopefully it's that i i hope again um issues with gina carano hopefully if kara's in the series she's not a major part of it or she's not the lead that i want it to be about like these pilots or even like if the rangers are a totally different part of the new republic um you know, enforcement, uh, however, however they have it structured. Uh, yeah, that would, that would be really awesome to see. So um, I'm excited about this. Um, yeah, that's all we know, but it looks really cool. I love the logo. Uh, so we got confirmation of a Lando series. Um, not too much information. Um, they said that Justin Simeon, uh, who did Dear White People, um, is working on the story. I mean, it would, hopefully it'd be like uh, like the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, where have Billy Dee Williams come back as old Lando, like Rise of Skywalker era, and have him bookend the episodes, and he's telling stories of when he was younger, then have Donald Glover come in and be young, young Lando. And maybe the old Lando is have Jana on the show, and maybe he's trying to help um, help her find her roots um, before she was taken by the First Order. Uh, you know, there's a possibility she's her, his daughter. Um, but that that's how I hope it is, where it's Billy D. You know, telling stories of his exploits, like the Calrissian Chronicles, and then you see Donald Glover, and then. 
you can bring back. Uh, I am. This is what happens when you do it on the fly. I'm so bad with names. Who played L3? Um, Phoebe. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah. I was going to say Bridge Waller. I didn't want to mess it up. You know, bring her back as L3. Um, you could have. Um, shoot. Kira. Um, man. I'm doing so bad with names tonight. Um, Amelia Clark, yeah, that's her. Um, and so, yeah, there's plenty of um, room for cameos like that. Anyway, that's all they said. Uh, Land and the, yeah, I can't wait for Lando either. All right, this one we already knew about, but we got some footage or of um, the production. Andor is the official title for the Cassian series. Uh, it's coming in 2022. They're filming it right now. Uh, so Diego Luna's back as Cassian Andor. They had said previously that Alan Tudyk is back as K2, but he wasn't in the cast list. We've got Stellan Skarsgård, um, Adria Arjani, uh, Fiona Shaw, who was um, Mrs. Weasley. No. Um, what? Yeah, the Weasleys. Durs Dursleys. Yeah, she was Mrs. Dursley in Harry Potter. Uh, Denise Gow, uh, Kyle Soller, and uh, Genevieve O'Reilly is back as my Mothma. So confirmation there. They better have uh, Jimmy Smith's back as Bellargana. Um, yeah, they, they've already been filming um, for three weeks in London. They showed a sizzle reel, which is on their YouTube. Uh, you can watch it. Uh, it's, it's just great. Um, some of the, like the concept art they showed looks just incredible. I mean, it's going to be like a, yeah, they, well, they called it a spy thriller. I mean, it's going to be about rebel spies and it's going to be great. Um, I, Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie and I loved like the conflict that Cassian had, you know, the bad things he had to do, you know, for what he thought was right. Just all that cannot wait. Um, I'm, I'm going to say cannot wait for all these, but for the most part. Yeah, so Cassie looks great. Um, okay, here's the one that, and also, um, uh, little Han didn't watch the presentation with me. Um, but afterwards I told him about all the thing, everything that was announced. Um, he thought Rangers of the New Republic sounded cool, but the one he was most excited about is the Acolyte. Um, and I'm excited about this one too. Uh, Leslie Headland, who uh, did Russian Doll. It's on Netflix. You can watch it in one afternoon, uh, the whole first season. It's an amazing show. She's brilliant. She's clearly a Star Wars fan. Like she said in an interview, she watches Star Wars Explained, um, rightfully so, because Alex is awesome. You know, because when she's like trying to get down like locations and all the little Easter egg factoids. Like she's going to have detail in this show and it's going to be great. <clears throat> so here's, yeah, they, they said before when they announced, they announced her the same day they announced Taika's movie. Um, they said it was going to be like the main, like female centered, like main character. There's going to be martial arts to it, but also that it's going to take place in a different time. 
than the Skywalker Saga. So, as we find out, it's the final days of the High Republic, which is the new multimedia project that's starting next month. I'm going to be reviewing the books and the comics. So, it's 200 years before The Phantom Menace, and that got little Han excited. He's like, so Yoda's might be in this, and maybe he'll be like 700. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's the one little Han's excited about watching with me. Um, but I talked about, let me see, it will take the audience into a galaxy. Okay, it's a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy seekers and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. Uh so the acolyte, I mean, there's Sith acolytes. So maybe we find out about the emergence of a female Sith. Um, Darth Talon, maybe. Um, I don't know, but I hope this uh, series comes sooner than later because it's it looks to be incredible just based on what we know. Uh, so we've got the Bad Batch, which is the Sith. The Clone Wars sequel series animated. Uh, it should be here. I think it's going to start next month. Or early in 2021 probably. Um, you know, Bad Batch was um, what Clone Force 99 that we saw at the end of season. Um, the cat jumped, jumped on the desk. Get down buddy. Um, we saw them in season 7 of Clone Wars. So this takes place after the Clone Wars. Um, uh, you know, they take on mercenary missions, so it might have an A-team type feel to it. Um, they, uh, the, they showed a sizzle, basically a teaser trailer for it. Um, it's also on YouTube. Uh, it looked really good. I mean, it, the animation matches to Clone Wars. Um, we saw, like, we, we know it takes immediately place immediately after the clone wars because uh, we see palpatine's uh speech on empire day when he dissolves the republic uh grant uh tarkin's in it um uh, shan's in it the uh, assassin from uh the mandalorian and at first you're thinking how, how can she be in you know a series that t takes place so long ago but then you got to remember Ming-Na Wen's in her 50s and doesn't look like she's in her 50s. So, you know, you think back, oh, she, she was in her 20s um, during that era. So, yeah. <clears throat> so there's going to be probably a lot of cameos like that. Um, but that's coming up soon. Can't wait to review that. Uh, let's see. Star Wars Visions. Uh, this is... This will be interesting. Um, I'll just read off a series of animated short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world be world's best anime creators. Um, so, uh, you know, um, they said offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. You know, is it going to be like actual canon stories or is it just going to be like interpretations of existing stories? Um, we don't know, but it'll be neat to get something like that. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a mystery thing, but I'm intrigued by it. 
same thing with a droid story. Um, let's see, it's uh, the intersection of animation and visual effects offers new opportunities to explore. Um, Lucasfilm Animation will be teaming up with Lucasfilm's visual effects team, ILM, to develop a special Star Wars adventure for Disney+. Plus. Um, this epic journey will introduce us to a new hero, guided by legendary duo R2-D2 and C-3PO. Um, so, um, yeah. Don't know, like, what era it'll take place in because the droid's been around for a while. It probably means we're getting Anthony Daniels back, which is always great. I highly recommend his autobiography, especially the audio version. So, yeah, Visions and Droid Story might be a little unusual as opposed to just like a straightforward, you know, continuity tell. Uh, so, um, it was Lucasfilm, so they also announced Indy 5, um, uh, the Willow series on Disney+, Plus, and then an adaptation of a book called Children of Blood and Bone. So it's neat to see that they're, it's not just Star Wars. You know, Lucasfilm is trying to um, expand out. Uh, but I definitely went past 15 minutes. So that's, that's all the Star Wars news. And um, if, you know... If, Hopefully there's something in there that excites you, um, the listener. I mean, it, it, you know, most of it's keeping in the, the Skywalker saga that, you know, 70 years or so. But, you know, the Acolytes outside that time period, New uh, Rogue Squadron might be. Um, Rangers of the New Republic is in a different, you know, it's, it's Mandalorian. So it's a timeline we haven't explored that much and we're going to do more of. Um, yeah, everything looks awesome. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, a lot of news. Um, I, plan, I plan to review most of this, um, if not all. Uh, so just stay tuned. Um, thanks for listening to my summary. Um, hope you will listen in. Um, I'm in the middle of reviewing Mandalorian season two. I'll be jumping right into the bad batch when that starts. Just go down the line with all the new series. Um, but you can find me on, radio, on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Dakar, R-A-D-I-O-D-Q-A-R. All the um, Radio Dakar episodes, my uh, reviews of Star Wars, uh, done a couple of interviews. Uh, Bobby Moynihan, Myrna Velasco joined me uh, to talk about their work on Star Wars. Um, done book reviews, going to do more of that with High Republic. Uh, so I invite you... Um, to go back and listen to some of those it's on most major podcast platforms apple google play uh, spotify overcast uh, anchor um, but again thank you for listening and we will see you again soon may the force be with you <laughs>